Welcome to episode 56 of the Cake Watch podcast. Uh, with me, Chris Kendall, I am an EU official working for the EU down the paper mines. Uh, done it for years and years and years, but moonlighting here in a strictly personal capacity, recording this podcast about Brexit because I feel so cross about it. Uh, and with me is Steve. Steve. Hello. Hello. Um, yes, I'm I'm back. So yes, uh, I'm I'm Steve Analyst. Um, I write about Brexit uh, because fuck it, there's just nobody telling, no, nobody saying what I wanted to say. So I I had to go out and do it myself. Um, yeah, no, that was so I was catching catching everybody out there. It was a different Steve. It's this it's Steve A, not Steve B this week. Um, delighted to have you back, Steve. I haven't seen you for a while. Um, in my little Skype window, I see that you've grown some hair and grown some beard. Yes, I've um, I've been working so hard. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to uh, to. I haven't had a chance to go to the hairdresser. I haven't had a chance to shave. The only time I shaved, and and this is true, is I was eating and my moustache was getting in the way, and so I I went and got my beard trimmers and and shaved my beard. But my food was getting cold, so I only had time to do that, and then went back. And and carried on eating. So so the, my top lip is is less bushy than the rest of my uh, rest of my face. But yeah, I, I desperately need a shave. Um, I have been showering. I can I can I can assure everyone of that. But other than that, yes, I do need to shave. I do need a haircut pretty badly now. Um, <laughs> I I have allowed this to go on too long. Um, but uh, yeah, I've just been busy. It's good um, look. Good look. Uh, very very busy. Yeah. No, you look you look like the remain hippie that you are. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, we are on our um, post-March the 29th, post-extension, post slightly slower rhythm. Um, Steve is still, Steve B, Steve Bullock is still um, composing um, crazy music in his mad way and um, leaving the podcasting. We've got quite a lot to catch up on because um, we haven't been doing it so regularly, um, and there's lots going on. Everything that's going on is awful, but there's lots going on. So I haven't really got any follow up, but maybe we. What we want to do. So the reason that um, we're back is that Steve, Steve analyst here, has done a couple of absolutely monster threads. What did the, somebody call you today? I don't know. The thread in eight or something. I'm, I'm or sure. The, I'm sure I've been called lots of names. Thread whistler. I don't know. It was, it was a good. It was a good one. But yeah, the the um, you are the the legend of threads, and you've come out with a couple of real classics. So we want to talk about that um, because what they what you've what you've done in there is some essentially important investigative journalism. Uh, really, that's what it is. Um, you've yeah, done some important research, some analysis, if you like. And um, it needs it needs to be it needs to be out there. People need to pay attention. It's important. Yeah, it's um yeah it was a a very long very long amount of work um, where I just yeah had to look at several months' work. At, well, yeah, almost a year's worth of campaigns. Quite a quite a nightmare. And um, yeah, it's uh, 
it, it had to end up in. I ended up in two parts. It was originally going to be one thread, um, and then it, it was like, oh, actually, I can't. I can't do this in one thread. It's going to be fifty, sixty tweets, even if I was cutting down bits, you know. So, yeah. So the set, the I managed what splitting it up was probably the best thing I could do because there were things that I was deliberately leaving out that I would have liked to have, and all of that got in. So what, what that amounts to now is forty, fifty, sixty, seventy tweets. <laughs> What's the name of Montage Gate. What's the American's name? Montage Gate. Yeah, Scott Abramson. Which which one? Is it Scott Abramson? Oh, oh, Scott. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know the guy you mean. Yeah, he he puts massive like hundred tweet stuff on. Nine hundred tweet threads. Yeah. Well, I mean, let let let's come to it and um, go in go a little bit into the detail of it because I think I think it it could do with some um, explanation. Um, because it's 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 um, it's quite meaty stuff. So Twitter being a format where you take things in in small bites. Um, I mean the th- the th- the threads the threads work, but they are they they do require the reader to focus. Um, yeah, um, and there's a lot of data there, yeah. and that's that's part of the problem. And and so in in the in the first. In the first one, I think I thought that early on I had quite a hook. Mm. I had David Cameron saying, "Leave the leave the European Union in the single market and mm. have a status like Norway," and I thought that early on in the thread will be enough to make people carry on. Mm. Um, in the second thread, um, obviously I take the piss for <laughs> twelve or thirteen tweets because it's you just have to. You just look at it and go, people are saying everybody knew, and it, it, yeah put it in that context and it looks fucking ridiculous so um but yes the problem is that you end up with like yeah do you know what there is a there is a an hour there's an hour program here there's another hour program in the second one yeah Uh, if you want to sit and watch every one of those videos throughout i I dread to think how how long they actually are put together yeah sorry it's 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 a one-man panorama yeah it is it is is. yeah or two two episodes of (laughs) Um, yeah, it was, um, and I've subtitled the frigging lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get to that, should we um, should we scare yeah, ourselves about... each other with yeah, just the hell of it, Boris? <laughs> I mean, people have people have said to me, um, "Are you going to do the Tory leadership contest on 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 the podcast?" And Right, no, really, no. I it I just find all of it so depressing. The the, the people involved are so awful. Um, I feel so disengaged from it for for obvious reasons. It just doesn't seem. To, it's just not something I want to spend much time and mental energy on because I mean it'll be what it'll end up being, and you know the, the energy we need to keep in reserve for fighting it once it's here. Because of course it's all a massive distraction. Yeah. Well, I would I would like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not voting on it. So, I mean, why, why are we having so many blooming televised debates on it? I don't know. It's just mm. like, yeah, oh, great. So the, the Conservative Party get their own specialised debates on all the channels then. That's basically what's happening. And, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm detached from it, but there's 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 two, I see two candidates. I would have liked to have seen two Brexiteers in there um, because... Yeah, to own it. Go versus... Having... Yeah. Jeremy Hunt's, more, I think, more likely to take us out. Um, <laughs> yeah, in May style. Um, I mean, 
Yeah, mm. I think that I think he I think he will I I think that Boris is likely to cock it up and Jeremy Hunt is likely to get it through mm. in one way or another cuz Theresa May could have got it through. Mm. If it if it wasn't for parliament that would have gone through. Um she did the negotiation. Um, I make the point in in my thread that she did the negotiation. She came up with what she thought would be mm. the best for the country, taking into account the red lines that she set. Um, she took it, to, took it to Parliament. Parliament say yes to that. It goes through, and that's it. And we're Brexit, and we're out. Mm. Um, and it didn't happen like that. And I think Jeremy Hunt is going to do the same. Jeremy Hunt will find a way of getting us out. And I think Boris will fuck it up so badly that he ends up going back to the country. I think that you know. I, I, I don't feel so strongly about it that I think it's a good option. <laughs> but, but I do think our, our best bet of staying in is if Boris, Boris becomes Prime Minister because I think he'll fuck it up. I, I, um, I don't know what I think about it all. I think that, I think yes, I think he is going to cock, uh, to, to cock it up. But then on the other hand, I can see, I can see him saying, right, we'll, we'll have a quick election. Um, and winning it. Yeah. Whereas I can't see Hunt winning an election. Even against uh, Corbyn. Against... Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, Jeremy Hunt. Jeremy Hunt. I've, I've always liked Jeremy Hunt. Um, he so, so, on, so, sorry, he listeners. Well, did, did, my headphones aren't working. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> so I always liked Jeremy Hunt, but... Because but, he came on Question Time once with Stop a, a very controversial question about um very controversial question about um reducing it was reducing the um minimum wage for for people who were um uh, less abled and there'd been a big fuss about someone suggesting it and and he came on and he and he um gave a view and he he validated his view very very well um and he stood up for himself, and he says, "I'm not. I, I. I don't find this controversial. This is what I think. This is how it works. And this is what. And and this. And I am not backing down on this. And um, uh, I. I've always liked him since. But the student, the student strike thing always struck me as he's not very good. You know, I can like him. I just don't think he's that competent. Um, and then." You get to this, and you th- and 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 you, I've always, I, you know, when he says oh, I want to be prime minister, it's like you, you, if you couldn't cope with the student strike, you can't be prime minister. Hmm. You know, you're just not, you're just not competent enough. Um, and the only, the, like the the redeeming feature that I, that he's got in this campaign was that when he was on the BBC debate, he said, "I completely screwed up the strike." So he he, he at least understood that he'd been shit. Which he had been, you know. It, it, it was that the, the the student strike was the bit where I thought, yes, whether or not I like Jeremy Hunt, you know, he's just not, he's, he is out of his depth. But the fact yeah. that he's actually said, oh, yes, I was shit there, uh, you know, I, I I don't necessarily want him to be my prime minister. I don't want any of them to be my prime minister. But um, I'm not. I don't dislike him. Yeah. Um, the the case for Boris is really um, uh, during the referendum. Uh, he was asked about that. He was someone complained to him about the, the damage he was going to do. And he said, "Don't worry, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right." And I, and, and there's this little, little tiny part of me holding out that this whole thing was to get Boris into power, and then he's going to make sure we stay in. <laughs> but when he said during the referendum, it was all right. It was like this is the whole plan. <laughs> yeah. 
No, no. That's, but that's, I don't think that I that's don't think that's going to happen. Look, Jeremy Hunt has a redeeming feature, which is that he's not Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. That's his only redeeming feature, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> because when you look at him, um, I mean, everybody, for example, when he when he went to the Foreign Office after Boris, everyone was like, oh, well, you know, thank God for that. At least somebody, at least there's a grown up. Well, yeah, but you know, what, what was it? The first thing he did, he started calling the, he started talking about the USSR again, and um, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's not suitable, you know. That's this is the, my problem with him. It's not that he's, I, I, I like him, I don't think he's competent. No, and and um, um, and, and and even that, I mean, I, I, I think like or dislike isn't is. I, I, I obviously I dislike Boris Johnson for for, for sound reasons. Um, for Jeremy Hunt. I don't know. I mean, he he's um, look at his look at his track record in health. Look at look oh, at no. what he says about. I mean, he he's clearly somebody who has an, a, a pretty extreme ideological view of what it is to be a free market conservative. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I I can't like that. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want either of them. Yeah, if that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that helps. I don't want either of them. Um, but in terms of speculating, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In terms of speculating, what might happen? I mean, it's it's an it's an interesting exercise, I suppose. Plenty of people are all doing it, aren't we? But um, Boris Johnson, it seems to me, the reason they want him there, obviously the Tories don't like him because he he's, he's an awful person. But the reason they want him yeah. there is because they think that he can win an election, and they could be right. He he's got that curb appeal that 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 seems to you know it's the trump thing it seems to work um these days unfortunately whereas jeremy Hunt doesn't so you know in a situation yeah, also, where sorry yeah sorry no i was like well, he's also a brexiteer and and yeah. and this whole theresa may failed because she was a remainer that 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 has got to be sticking in even though i can tell you having looked at the campaign just before the referendum and just after the referendum, there was a lot of people saying David Cameron should stay on because he's the best person to negotiate this. Mm. 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 There's so many people that now they're going, oh, well, it's because it was a Remainer. People like um, Jacob Rees-Mogg was there saying, we actually want a Remainer in there because they've got good relations with the European Union. Yeah, but that, that's the polarised uh, environment in which we now live. And of course, yeah. with whatever happens... Whichever, the, whichever, whichever of them gets the gig and fails, because they will get the gig and fail, the blame, they will be blamed for being Remainers. Boris Johnson, well, he was always a re- Remainer, really. Yeah, 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 exactly. Jeremy Hunt, well, he was a Remainer, exactly. really. You know. Well, Michael Gove was called a Remainer the other day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> An ultra-Remainer, even. I mean, I mean really. <laughs> Jesus it Christ. Is, yeah. So no, it, it, the whole thing's too depressing to talk about, really. And um, you know, we can speculate as to what might happen. Um, and, and there's lots of there's column inches on it. Um, what if they can't um, win the confidence of the house? What if there's an election? What if? What if? What if? But unfortunately, in the in the state in the state where we are, with 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 an opposition that is even less popular if that's possible I just it's not, this isn't going anywhere good so hmm oh no it's, it's not going anywhere good I, I don't see um, Vince Cable's still alive I saw someone tweeting something he said the other day um, so that was news to me because I thought he died months ago <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, for, for someone who was, you consider how how visible um, Nick Clegg was. Where the hell is Vince Cable? Ever? You think, oh, this is the time to be your leader to come forward? And I see Joe Swinson more times than I see um, Vince Cable. I, I, why the why the Lib Dems? Honestly, right? I'm not partisan at all, but I don't know why the Lib Dems haven't gone right. We need to get them out and get someone in who is young and um, vocal. <laughs> Uh, because this is the time. But this is this is you know Steve's this point of order. You, you know that they're in the middle of a leadership contest yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, but 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 hurry up! <laughs> the Conservatives are way way ahead here. You know what? What I thought that Vince Cable said he was going to stay on until after Brexit. No, they're doing it now, aren't they? They they um. It's it's. Oh, a, are they? Um, oh no, I didn't know that. Uh, I knew that. Yeah. No, it said Davy versus Joe Swinson. Uh, and um, oh, I see now. There I was thinking that they were because he had said that he was going to stay on until after Brexit, and it was like, and it's actually been at the point now where I thought, well, this was a stupid move. <laughs> if you if this was the time to get, you know, to get Lib Dem followers, and we've got someone who I, who I barely hear or see. Yeah, no, they do need to get uh, they I, need, do need to get their skates on, but they are in the process of doing that. Yeah, so Vince yeah. resigned on the twenty fourth of May. Right, I missed that. Uh, and the candidates are, yeah, it's going to be the same period as the Tory. Um, so it's the 23rd of July, the result. Right. No, I missed that. I, I, yeah. I've been busy. Um, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I missed that. Um, I knew that he said he was going to stay on till Brexit, till the end of Brexit. And I just think this is, this is ridiculous now, Vince. You know, the, the time to make hay with the Lib Dems is now. And you, you, yeah, you, exactly. you're absent. Now, now is the moment where they really should be capitalising on what happened in the European elections yeah no, I agree yeah but yeah because um, that's what we're missing we're missing you know if we look at you look at the Conservative Party and I you know I I, you know I admit I've, I've voted for the Conservative Party occasionally I've voted for all the parties occasionally um, and there are times when the Conservative Party have candidates that I would never vote for whatever you know Michael Howard I hated Tony Blair <laughs> wasn't enough to make me vote Michael Howard though um, yeah, it, and you, I look at it and think the Tories have gone back to exactly where they were before David Cameron came along. David Cameron was votable, yeah. um, and now they're, they're choosing people that are not votable because they couldn't just leave well alone. This is the thing. He was always um, he was the lipstick on the pig. Um, they they were not they were not genuinely committed to changing the DNA of the party. Um, and choosing David Cameron as a compassionate conservative who was interested in green issues and so on, it was just not. It was never going to fly because that's not what the party is anymore. It's, if it ever was, but it's certainly not that now. So yeah, yeah that was. I mean, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, they were they were unelectable for years. You know, that I, I, for every for everyone talking about how great Blair was, Blair is someone I would have voted against. But I had no one to vote for, and so I didn't. I didn't vote. Um, and yeah, the the, the Tory parties finally find a, a a solution to get to win a vote, um, and then they're, they're they're not happy. You know, they're like, oh, we've won, and now we'll just do what we want. Mm. It's like, no, no. Michael, David Cameron is trying to pull the party to the centre because we've had Ian Duncan Smith, Michael Howard. 
you know, taking the party in a ridiculous way to, to, to where it's just like uh, these people are so detached from reality that they're never going to win a vote. Um, and then they bring David Cameron in. Let's move it to the centre. David Cameron was always further right than he wanted. Than he took the party. Hmm. You know, if you look at his his pre before he became prime minister and before he became the leader of the Conservatives, you look at his voting for it was far more right than it was before he then took the helm. Hmm. You know, and so you like, and I've always re- always respected him for that. Um, but no, now the now the party have gone full on. We've won. We've won the referendum. We're now Brexit Britain. This is what we are. This is what everybody wants. What we have, and so we'll do what we like, and we'll vote whoever we, we'll we'll choose whichever leader we want. And I think they think that that's it. That 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 this is going to be the winning formula. Yeah. That they get Boris in, he does Brexit, and then we're a, we're basically a full on. Tory country forever. I well, think that's what they think. So this brings us to your super threads because that's all about post-truth and about mm. um, retcon and and um, looking back at the past and putting a spin on it and saying that it isn't what it was. So tell us a little bit. So what? So tell us about this. Tell us about the threads first. Um, so I I started to look at there, there were certain questions about whether or not leave were clear on on whether or not we were leaving the single market, um, and they were very clever. I mean I and I before Easter I went down and I started looking at the things that they said and the things that they did, and what they said, what they didn't say, and how the the different methods that they'd used to hide basic, to basically say nothing. Um, and I started to write a thread and started to do some videos on that, and that ne- I never finished it because from there I discovered Chris Grayling not answering the question about the single market after the vote. I found Boris Johnson not being able to answer the question on the single market after the vote, and so suddenly this whole thing took a turn of, you know, I did I've done this before. I've looked at a, a certain number of people after the vote that didn't seem to know. Now, now I should really take the time to look at a lot more people, and let's see, you know, a lot take a lot closer look at the debate after the vote, hmm. um, and that's 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 what I was doing. And then, as that, as that went on, I ended up looking at George Osborne, and I ended up writing a thread purely of George Osborne stuff, which again hmm. never made it because as I was as I was finishing the George Osborne thread, I found some David Cameron stuff. Hmm. And I went through that, and then it was like, oh, there's David Cameron saying, leave the European Union and the single market in the same sentence as going to the Norway option. Mm. This is this is quite significant. Um, and then that chat, you know, the whole thing then became right. This is time to take on the montage, and I've always wanted to do it. Um, I've written a thread that sort of did it from the side, but I've always been unhappy with the montage. I always remember that coming in the BBC put those those clips together and then suddenly went everybody knew and i remember sitting there thinking what the fuck are you talking about um and literally just a few weeks before they had no idea yeah. and yet they came on the show and just like yeah everybody knew what you're talking about so explain what what which montage we're we talking about right so in october october the 16th uh, in fact no october the 20th the bbc put together a montage of clips of david cameron saying we'd be leaving the single market George Osborne saying we'd live in the single market, uh, and then Boris Johnson, 
Michael Gove and Andrew Ledsom, who nobody knew when she made that comment. So why the hell they thought that that was, oh, well, she was a main candidate. Not that not when she said it, she mm. wasn't. Um, so this was uh, on, yeah, so the, and what, what was this on? This is on BBC Daily Politics. Mm. BBC Daily Politics. Um, I, remember, I remember seeing it when Nick Clegg, it, it happened to Nick Clegg, and I remember watching it, it was a Wednesday. And uh, yeah, they suddenly said, oh, what do you mean? People didn't know. So well, yeah, what are you talking about? And then they put they pulled these clips out mm. of the prime minister saying we leave the single market and George Osborne, and it's like that's not how I remember the the yeah. referendum at all. So it's basically and I think a lot of sorry, yeah, yes. sorry. So, so I was going to say, so basically, what we're talking about here is um, the BBC putting together a montage of clips of politicians campaigning on both sides in the referendum, saying that a vote to leave the EU would be a vote to leave the single market. Yeah, which of course and is not accurate. And you, no, what you've uh, done is forensically show why these clips have been taken out of context and why uh, it isn't accurate to say that we knew that we would be leaving the single market if we voted leave. Yeah, that's that's essentially it. And it's been, uh, yeah, uh, say I came when when you when you start finding clips of people like Boris Johnson not answering the question, you then start having to go. Right. Okay. Let's start looking at this because yeah. I've, I've I've mentioned this before on on Kate Watch. I've talked about the BBC in the end of October 2016. I don't know what they've been doing. I've said it before. I know I have. Um, and it has always been the case of I don't know what the hell happened there. That suddenly the BBC suddenly started arguing. You know that was what the vote was about. And yeah. I could never. I, I could not understand it to this day. Um, and so I so I got I got through all the BBC clips, and. Yeah, there's no there's no indication that we voted to leave the single market. In it, there's there's multiple debates on it, and it is never mentioned. And then suddenly, October the sixteenth comes. They do Brian McFadden. Um, I haven't seen the footage. Um, I had to spoof some for the for the video, but um, uh, I know I know they do at least the David Cameron and George Osborne clip because um, Julie Hartley Brewer is talking about it on Twitter. On that day, that's only how I knew. Mm. I, I, I always thought that Nick Clegg was the first one, but no, it was uh, Brian McFadden on the 16th, and then um, Nick Clegg on the 20th. Um, yeah, and and all the politicians suddenly start saying, "Oh, yeah, both sides knew." Mm. And so um, I, the first thing I did was assume then, well, the BBC have said this, and now that's how people know because the BBC have said so, yeah. and that was the assumption. Um, and so I started to look through when I started to look through the week of, of when it happened. I started looking at the debate, and then a video that I have already talked about on one of my threads, um, which I I had looked at. Um, they had tweeted Andrew Neil at least four times, um, but nowhere near when that nowhere near when that Brian McFadden thing came through, nowhere near where that Nick Clegg thing came through. So I had always discounted it. You know, it was like that. those clips are already on the internet. Someone is pushing these clips, but maybe this is a coincidence. And that's that's kind of where I left it. I, um, uh, on my on one of the, the threads I did last year. But then this year, lo and behold, it's there. And you can see it. You can see the moment that, it's picked up by someone called Yes Brexit, and they start getting lots of retweets. Then you see it turning up on um, Order Order. Then you see Andrew Neil retweeting it, and then 
that Sunday it turns up on Daily Politics. So you can actually see this these these George this George Osborne and David um, and David Cameron clips going from the internet to the blogosphere to mainstream media and then into Parliament. Yeah, it's amazing. And, the, and these clips um, have been edited to uh, present a slightly different picture to the reality. To be fair, um, the David Cameron one will be, the David Cameron one is very difficult to pick out. I can't if some if it was that easy to just look at the full footage and go, well, David Cameron wasn't saying that. It isn't. You know, for a year, for years, I've looked at that and thought, I don't think he's saying that because it goes against everything you said before and after. Mm. But I have no clue. You know, it's mm. it's pretty. Cl- he is talking about coming out of the single market, and then he uses that expression to say that we're voting for it. And and in that context, it's very hard to say actually he's not saying that. Um, it's only when you find him saying it in relation to the Norway model, you realise, oh God, no, he was talking process. Yeah. He was talking about this in terms of this is what you do, and you wouldn't know that in that context, other than until you see it in a different context. So I can't can't really blame the first one, but the George Osborne was terrible. Mm. You know, I, I I did the the George Osborne thread as a single thread, and you get to the end and you think, how can anybody honestly say that George Osborne was clear that we were leaving the single market ever? Mm. He, he he contradicts himself in that same, or he contradicts the idea that we're going to be out of the single market in that same interview, and then goes on and does the the Brexit budget, which has the EA written into it. Yeah. I mean, how the hell, you know? Oh well, stronger inward. The, the Remain campaign were clear we were leaving. Well, official there was official Remain documentation handed yeah. out to the press days afterwards with the EA written down as a possible outcome for a vote to leave. This is a ridiculous notion, and how anybody, how, how this has got allowed to be to fester as an argument, I don't know. It is just a lie, um, and it, it is infuri- Whenever I look, I look at the, the George Osborne one, it just infuriates me because it's like there is no way you can argue that people knew that we were leaving the single market based on how George Osborne campaigned. The 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 Leave campaign was very clever. Um, when you see the techniques that they used, they, there was something called the British model. And so if someone asked them, they could quite happily talk about the advantage of the Norway model. Mm. And then when someone says, you know, do you want to be the, do you, oh, so you, uh, do you want to support the Norway model? No, the British model. It's going to be unique. Yeah. So they were, so you literally had Chris Grayling talking about, oh, well, you know, if there's a customs union, blah, 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 blah. Um, and if that Cooper goes, so, so do you want the Turkey model? No, 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 we're going to have the British model. So it just enabled them to just put forward these ideas of what could happen. Yeah. And then say, but I'm not, I'm not. I'm not advocating this hmm. um, to the point where lots of people, I think, when when people said, "Oh, but the Leave campaign said we believe in the single market," lots of people went, "Well, no, they said on the campaign that they'd be like Norway or Canada or whatever," hmm. and then when you go back, they didn't. They didn't say anything. Yeah, you know, they they were just very very careful. Um, and at the end of it, Douglas Carswell is being interviewed by Evan Davis just a few days after the campaign. Um, and he says, oh, there's some splits between you, isn't there? Some people want the Norway option, some people want the Canadian option. And uh, Douglas Carswell says, no, nobody campaigned for the Norway model. And it's like, how the hell do you know, Douglas, unless this wasn't deliberate? Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know, it's like, you, 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 he was so certain. You know, it's like nobody did that. And you think mm. the only reason you could be so sure that nobody did that is if that was by design. Yeah, that was the line to take. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then you look back and you go, yeah, do you know what it was? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Fuckers. And then they sit there going, oh, no, we were really clear. Fuck off. Um, there was, I mean, there was stuff that didn't get in there. There was um, Stephen Wolfe at the beginning, like four days into the campaign, um, was in a debate with um, uh, Tristan Hunt, is it? Um, and he's, he was talking about the single market and he goes, well... It seems your party advisors aren't telling you the truth about what the single market is. The single market is primarily a free trade zone that spans from blah, blah, blah to blah, 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 and we're going to be part of it. And you yeah. think, oh, you fuckers. It's quite, and you think, yeah, that was, that, we, found, we found Dan Hannon in 2015 trying to make, invent a single market, a market that wasn't the single market, and we were going to say, well, we're going to be part of this market that isn't the single market, and and that's just going to confuse people and muddy the waters. And um, Michael Gove does this hmm. um, with, oh, we're going to be part of a free trade zone. But but yeah, you can. Put, I actually found the link between the Dan Hannon talking about the non non-existent single market and the free trade zone, and someone actually saying the free trade zone is a is the single market, the actual single market of the European Union. And when you get that, you think, yeah, that, that was deliberate. You know, you get these philosophical arguments with people who are saying, well, it's ridiculous yes. <laughs> to say that you can't um, have access to the single market because everybody has access to the single market. You can sell things into the single market if you conform to the rules that allow you to sell things into the single market. Obviously, it yes. is not the same thing as being a member of the single market, where, yeah, yeah. you know, by definition, if, once you're within it, um, there aren't there are if, if if you're in an area where the single market has been achieved because it's not in every sector but if you're in a sector where the single market has been achieved you don't have to worry about those regulation barriers because they don't exist internally yeah and, and that's, also that's, there's that's, a, the, that's there's, the goal there is a single transaction cost to enter the single market if you're in it yeah you put you, yeah. you once you've paid your the, the transaction cost of entering your own market that's the same cost that is in all the market. As soon as you come out, you've got two costs, not yeah. one. So, um, so, and it's yeah, yeah, it's just annoying. I, it's it, that's that's where I started when I first, you know, I I worked in an industry where there was where you get transaction costs, and so when I fir- when I first started getting involved in the trade argument, that's where I started. You know, mm-hmm. transaction costs we leave two one transaction cost becomes two. Uh, yeah, it's it's really simple. It's it just becomes more expensive. Yes, exactly. It, it, you get more red tape. The entire point of the single market was to cut red tape, which is mm. what's very frustrating as a single market legislator, a single market, uh, an official who's working in single market regulation. It, it's it's exceptionally irritating to have had for the last forty years people whine about EU red tape when the entire point of the single market in the EU is to actually is to cut twenty eight. Uh, sets of red tape down to one and that one should be streamlined uh, as far as possible yeah the um they did a there was a, a event today where they were talking about the alternative arrangements on the irish border that doesn't look like there wasn't going to be lots of red tape <laughs> like a nightmare yeah, exactly everywhere you look as soon as they start talking about how they're going to mitigate no deal brexit they're talking about red tape Oh yeah, well, what we'll do is we'll introduce a licensing system where you can apply for a certificate before yeah. you set out, and then we'll have it stamped by this, that, and the other official, and it'll be recognised by drones and this, that. I mean, I'm like, my god, that how much red tape for the sake of what? Yeah. For the sake of what? 
you know, and 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 and, and then they argue that that's in the in the interest, you know, that's being done in this in the name of simplification or in the, I mean, it, it's it's. Yeah. So it it is very frustrating, um, and that's precisely what we're here to do: is to call out those examples of a hypocrisy um, well, and cakeism. Yeah, and then they go, and then they say, "Oh, yeah, but what about the companies that aren't exporting to the to them?" Well, it's like, well, the first of all, they're going to get hit. Import the the importers are going to get hit that for the stuff that they buy, and they're going to pass that cost on. That ain't yeah. that they aren't going to take that cost. Um, so first of all, they're going to get hit with that. Secondly, the, the I mean, they talk about the oh yeah, there's these EU regulations that you have to follow. It's like, well, I've worked for small businesses, and frankly, they barely barely cover the British blooming laws, let alone the EU laws. And and when they did, when you know, you look at the uh, the 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 one that I think of is Christopher Nieper, who's a clothes manufacturer who spoke about this during the referendum he says oh i have to get someone in once a month to count the, the rungs on my ladder utter bollocks you know mm. it's just like no first of all first of all the the duration is is set by the member states or the warranty mm. so and and secondly nobody cares yeah you know if if somebody has an accident and and they and they if if so if you if you have a ladder that runs out of maintenance and someone has an accident on it then it will go and someone wants to take you to court they will take you to court and you know you have got written down in front of you everything that the court will deem whether or not you're at fault or not um if you have followed everything in there then you will not be at fault but the chances are if we don't have that legislation there then all all you're really doing is getting rid of the clarification of what you what the court yeah. will deem you as, because yeah. uh, you know ultimately they'll, they'll get there and say, "Oh, it was out of warranty. You did, you didn't sign, you didn't check it within a certain time. You didn't sign off in the cut a certain time, or you did check it. You did, you did check it, but you didn't sign it off. You didn't have a piece of paper that signed it off on. So you've got no proof. You know, because yeah. this this was one of the big things about the European safety regulation is like you need to record when you do this. It's like, yes, that's actually quite helpful if you're going to get sued to be able to prove." That you actually did meet these requirements, mm. and you know, it's, it, it, they're literally there for everybody's benefit, and they don't necessarily have to be adhered too closely. They just need to be, you know, they're just there to say, this, this is, this is how the court will, you know, this is how the court will look at this. So you can, you can do this, yeah, or you can't. But right now, right now, when when we get rid of it, it'll be like, okay, someone's had an accident on your ladder. And I have no guidance of what I could do or what I could have done to prevent being sued over this. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that's this is, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, no, this is a recurrent theme of the podcast. Um, Steve and I discussed it in the very first podcast, and we've we've come back to it a number of times, which is that rules are there for for a reason. Rules are there to help people. They're not there to be. Um, um, a pain in the arse and to irritate people and to annoy people and because people just like rules they're there because people demand them you know the, the, working as a regulator working as, as, as a legislator in the EU where do you get your ideas for rules from I mean you're not sort of sitting there you know twiddling your thumbs and twirling your moustaches and plotting what could we do now to annoy the Brits no what you're doing is you're responding to requests from member states or from industry lobbies for guidance. We need rules. 
could you please give us some rules? Because without the rules, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know where we're going. We don't have the framework in which we can grow our business. We need rules. That's you, you show me a piece of EU legislation. I will show you um, a consumer group or an industry group or some other stakeholder that asked for it. And the role of yeah. the leg- legislator, the role of the regulator is to consult all the interested parties so not necessarily just because the car industry comes and says you know what we'd really like to have some flashing lights on our tractors um yeah that they did do that which is why i wrote a directive (laughs) on flashing lights on tractors but then we also um consulted other stakeholders so what do the road what does and and you know they're all sat here in brussels in their offices so you, you know you consult the road users and you consult the other manufacturing organisations, and you consult the makers of little plastic rotating lights, and you consult, all, and and you go to the council, and you go to the parliament, and in the end, what you get is you get a draft that more or less does what the people wanted it to do, and should be more or less acceptable to everybody, and then it goes, and then it's adopted, and it goes off to the council and the and the parliament for further tweaking in response, usually. To lobbying, and lobbying isn't a bad word. Lobbying is where stakeholders get to influence what comes out of the legislative process. And that's how laws are made and why laws are made. And that's a good thing, because when you don't have that, you have anarchy. <laughs> you, you have a situation well, like you have in the States, where you have a litigi- litigious situation, where it's like, well, do whatever the hell you like, and then we'll let the courts deal with it afterwards. Yeah, the um, I think on lobbying, you know, it's like... I think of it. I think of it like this: um, business. The, 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 if there's no taxation without representation, businesses have no representation if they have no lobbying. Hmm, you exactly. know, they, they pay a fuckload of tax, and then you, they're like, "Well, it's wrong if the businesses speak to politicians." Why? <laughs> you are you are paying a ton of tax. You should be able to, and and maybe maybe there are you know maybe there are better ways to formalise it. Maybe you know. It, it, it is a bit of anarchy in the whole um, lobbying process, but anyone well, who thinks lobbying is bad, it's like no. These people pay tax; they are allowed to have an opinion. They are allowed to ask for what they want. As long as it's not preferential treatment, you know, lobby. You need lobbyists. Without lobbyists, you get suboptimal legislation. I mean, I what do I? What the hell do I know about forestry vehicles and agricultural vehicles flashing lights? I don't know anything about them, but I had people come and talk to me about them who did know about them. And guided yeah. me so that I could write some legislation that actually did did the trick for, for, for people. But what I didn't do, or what you don't do as as as, as, um, as a civil servant, is, or you shouldn't do, is provide preferential access to one particular industry group, or um, um, or take anything that you're told as gospel without health testing it, or you know, sense checking it against uh, with with people. Um, and that's why you have rules on lobbying, uh, which it's important to adhere to, and why you get ombudsmen uh, and, 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 and uh, offices for the fight against fraud and all sorts of other policing mechanisms so that these things are policed uh, in order to deliver f- f- fairness. Now, Brussels gets an awful lot of scrutiny for obvious reasons from right across the board and from all 28 different member states to put in, uh, for a start. When you look at the system in the UK, um, 
I mean, I'm not oh, not yeah, just it's, not it's, just the UK just... bash, but I mean, look at I mean, in Parliament, you've got you've got legislators who have got who are moonlighting as lobbyists. Yeah. How, yeah. how and is you've that got, okay? We, we only had a we've only had a lobbying database for a few years now. Like the EU lobbying database was up way before the UK yeah, one, and, and the, the UK one wasn't a, complete. A, a, I don't. I think it still isn't complete. No. And yet people are going, oh, yeah, but we're going to get... It's like, no, no, we're going to get all the lobbyists in this country as well. You think that they just go to Europe. They don't. You know, that these, these lobbyists are going all, come from all over the world. And all it means is we'll have lobbyists in our, uh, in our backyard and asking for the same things. And, lit- and literally asking for the same things they're asking Europe for because they don't want separate rules. And so it's not going to make any difference. I mean... No. You know, you can you can argue that a certain amount of legislation will stop innovation. Because um, I, I mean, I come from a heavily, re- heavily regulated um, industry, and mm. and they it does, it does help, it does affect innovation, but it also massively helps as well. And if you get if you get it in the right areas, it's it's actually a very good thing. Um, it's about get getting it in the, the mix areas, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is which is where um, choosing government comes into it. So this is where this is where you can create a little bit of space between the political parties. So it it, it should be taken as read that there are going to be laws and rules governing the way in which the economy is managed and the way in which businesses carry out their business. Because if you don't have that, then Christ knows what you know. So the the the, the question is. Well, where are you going to lay the emphasis? Are you going to lay the emphasis on environmental protections? Are you going to lay the emphasis on promoting innovation? How are you going to... And, you know, that's that's a highly political question and also a very difficult question. And there's, you know, enormous amounts of research and energy put into finding that policy mix that works. And then along comes some populist like Johnson or Farage and... Oh well, it's all easy. Oh well, we'll oh, just no. do it like that, you know, and provide some glib, simplistic answer that just blows the entire thing out of the water. But... Yeah, the 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 the, 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 the they're, uh, they're quite happy to just strike down like certainly, you know, certainly in my industry, you have procedures, and those procedures are can sometimes be a right pain, but they're not there for no reason. You know that they have been slowly developed over time. Based on things have happened, and they're like, okay, well, we need to change the procedure to cope with this, to cope with that, cope with that. And you get someone like Farage going along, and say, well, we can just go back to, we can just go do this simply. And it's like, well, that the we literally throw away all our learning, mm. you know, everything that we said. Let's do this. Yes, I know it's a pain in the ass, but it is so that people don't die, mm. you know. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Oh, why don't we just do that? Yeah. Then yeah. I know that no, we 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 did do this, and they people died, so we put this this restriction in, and then people died with that, so we put that restriction in. Yeah. Why can't we just go back to not having to do this? It's like, yeah, it doesn't really work like that. Mm. <sighs> so montage gate. So um, so this this evening you put out the second part of this massive monster thread, uh, montage gate part two. Um. What, what, what's your conclusion at the end of all of this? I mean, where, where are you pointing the finger? I mean, what, what's going on at the BBC, for example? Um, see, I, 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 I tried to hedge my bets. I spoke to someone at the BBC who then didn't tell me what was going on. Because um, I, was, I was hoping that they would come back to me with some sort of 
validation of what they did because I don't get it. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get mm. how you can be having debates where you say, oh, I don't know if we're going to be in a single market. These are the problems. And, and the debate before October the 16th was going in the way of leaving the single market for the reasons that people voted to leave. You know, the, the, the big immigration out argument was there. Mm. It was always going to be difficult. Um, and that's, you know, you, you, you look at the debates and you think, yes, this was, this was heading to a point where we were probably going to leave the single market. Mm. And then suddenly the BBC decide they're going to throw that away and they mm. just invent this fantasy scenario and pretend that all of this debate hadn't happened. Mm. It's like, how do you do that? You've, you, and also, you're reappropriating a vote after it's happened. Yeah. This is immoral. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I, I just sat there. I, I, I don't understand how how anyone can do that it's immoral what they but, did so presumably we're talking about an editorial decision that's been taken at the BBC I mean it's not as if they don't know this well they're just well, yeah, choosing I mean, to they, overlook how, it I can't believe that they just had these little buttons on their heads that deleted like the last three months you know but that's what it looks like they kind of well, everybody knew and it's it's not a hundred percent there's like a small amount of of stuff where they say oh what is your policy? Is your policy to leave the single market? Um, and they'll say, oh, it is to leave the single market. And that's where it will be left. And other times they are incredibly aggressive with this. And as I make the point in, in Montage Gate 2, it's not just that they're incredibly aggressive. They're basically branding the people yeah. who want the Norway option as traitors. Well, I, I saw... Like, I, did you yeah. not learn anything, anything from, from 2016? This was... This was just a few months after Joe Cox was stabbed, mm. and you uh, and you are now saying, "Oh, you're trying to overthrow this referendum." You're, mm. When you say you want to be in the EEA, what you're trying to do is thwart it. Thwart it. You actually use well, the word. Well, that was your Andrew Neil like, clip, wasn't it? That was particularly striking. Yeah. It's like, how do you? How dare you? Yeah. This is this is unbelievably dangerous to do. This this is a perfectly legitimate position, and I think flawed. I think that you know it was always going to go. As if we, we were always going to end up on the Canadian model, but we were going to have that debate, and the BBC have then branded anyone who is arguing for it as, as overturning the result, wanting to be in the EU, thwarting the result, ignoring the voters, and it's like that is just immoral. Mm. It's just immoral. I don't even I, I I I can't come to any conclusions because I don't understand. What's the possible motivation the BBC had? Hmm. What person in the BBC thought, yeah, let's do this. This, this, perf this is perfectly a, a, a normal and decent and honest thing to do. I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I haven't had anyone from the BBC be able to say, this is, this is why we do it. This is why we did this. Because it's, I, it's immoral. Well, my, my feeling, no, my... my um... My my sense is that the reason they do that is because they, at some level, see themselves as playing the advocate of the people or, or the devil's advocate and sticking it to the elites. And when you get the elites, air quotes, uh, up defending uh, or trying to present a more complicated and nuanced picture... Um, they are imagining the people back at home throwing things at the TV going um, just speak plainly just we voted to leave deliver um, stop thwarting us you know and 
and so they, they they see themselves in this sort of um, Joan of Arc role, this um, this, <clears throat> this great moral crusader uh, fighting for the small man, small woman back home who can't speak, um, and 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 it's 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 got them into really deep water. It, it, it I, I can't understand it in any other way though. Well, yeah. If if you are if you are if you are representing the voice of the people in the middle of an anti-intellectual movement like we're in, yeah, then you end up saying stupid, dumb things that are lies. And the fact is, you know, it's just like I, it it would be one thing if they'd shown the clip. They showed the clip to Brian McFadden. If they'd shown the clip and then they'd kind of left it or just said, oh, you know, well, they did say it, but they didn't. They 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 were aggressively saying, well, we have to leave. Everybody knew. Yeah. You know, it's just like no, you 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 are taking it too far when you do that because you know this isn't true. Yeah. This you know this is, and 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 the people at home should know this isn't true. Mm. So why 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 are we doing this? It's like oh well, this is it's almost like oh well, this is an argument now that Change Britain are do are making. So now we have to represent it, even though it is. Ju- we are literally trying to 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 to, te- to change what people voted for after the fact. You, it's just ridiculous. You should, you know, it, what's off limits? If we say that at that, if you're going to reappropriate a vote, what is off limits? Yeah. You know, you, you get into the situation of the bloke, the bloke on the television, argue, debating whether or not the moon exists or not. That's yeah. that's what we're at, yeah. and and yet they're doing it with propaganda, which means that actually that took hold. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose you, the argument goes that um, by asking those questions by presenting it in those terms the BBC journalist the, the BBC questioner isn't necessarily endorsing those populist positions what they're doing is they're giving the interviewee the respondent an opportunity to uh, to, to, to push back on those populist arguments of course the reality yes. is that it simply legitimises those populist arguments yeah, which yeah, I do make that point in the thread about um, that rather than just hold the people making the populist arguments to account, which is what they should be doing. Yeah. But, oh, people are saying it, so let's just repeat. It's like, yeah, how exactly. about yeah. it's lies? Why not take yeah. it to them and say you're lying? Yeah. Surely of, that's what you should yeah. be doing. Right. Instead of but challenging they they, the yeah, yeah. Instead of challenging but, the defenders of the status quo. Um, to justify the status quo or whatever it might be uh, in, in, in its complexity, why not actually yeah, take it to the people who are then challenging the status quo? Why, I mean, why don't they get equal treatment? Why not? Especially when they're the ones coming up with the glib and, 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 and simplistic arguments. Yeah, and they didn't. I mean, if you look at the, if you look at the yeah. coverage, um, there's some neutral stuff where they're asking people. There's some, there was one bit where... Um, it was the the case was made. Are you sure everybody left voted to leave, um, to to end freedom of movement? Yeah. Um, but other than that, it is it is all one way. And and the thing about the BBC is that they're making mistakes that are all one way as well. Yeah. Um, and this is what's bothersome. They they said that the common commercial policy was the single market, yeah. which it isn't. Yeah. But it supported the argument that people voted to leave the single market, and they made it. And it's yeah. wrong. Um, they they said Owen Patterson didn't say didn't mean leaving the single market but he did yeah i spent three weeks of my life finding that out he definitely did yeah um they, there, there is multiple mistakes they, again the nick Clegg clip i show that where 
they have Nick Clegg saying, oh, you know, the Leave campaign wants to pull us out of the single market. Yeah, but you could say that. The Leave campaign saying that we, they would take us out of the single market didn't mean anything in a, in a referendum where the government decided. Um, yeah. And yet they presented it as, well, you knew. It's like, well, no, that's not how that was. And it's like, if, if you have a whole team, and I included the clip very deliberately to say, look, Andrew Neal is there saying we have a whole team looking at this and, and going through stuff and making sure we've got the facts, then why didn't you have the facts? Yeah. Why why is there so many minor mistakes or or basic mistakes that are all being made in one direction, which is to leave the single market? It, yeah. it, it, it sort of stinks. It does a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. It goes from the BBC to the government, and the government have been asked again and again and again and again and again, do you want to be a member of the single market? Are we going to be a member of the single market? Uh, it's on the Lord's questions like three times, um, and, the B and the government say nothing. And they just, they, you know, it's open, we're looking at all of these options, blah, blah, blah. And then the moment they say we're leaving membership of the single market, then out come these arguments. And I, don't, and I honestly don't believe them. I don't believe that they took that montage seriously. I think that they knew it was bollocks and that they made the decision and then they've been hiding behind it. And the problem with that is that it means that if we leave the single market and our economy suffers, it's not the party's fault. It's not the people who made that decision's fault. It's the people <coughs> voted for that. Yeah. The people voted for that, so therefore we can't hold them accountable. Yeah. But it, it is. The leaving the single market is a Conservative and it's a Labour Party policy and it, whichever MPs vote to take us out of the single market should be held accountable for it. Yeah. This was not decided in 2016. Indeed. No, you're um, and that's right. what pisses me off. Yeah. And, and also, the ECJ. The, the, the fact is, if you accept the fact that... And I, I wanted to make this, this, this thing in the bread, but it, it just would have taken it in a different direction. The ECJ, if you accept the fact that the EEA was on, was on the table, mm. then so was the ECJ. Now, if the ECJ is on the table, then we can come to a better arrangement in Northern Ireland. Mm. Because part of the problems that we've yeah. got in sorting out that border problem is because we drew, drew a red line on the ECJ. Yeah. But the ECJ is actually a perfectly legitimate thing exactly. from that vote, perfectly, yes. if you accept that the EEA was on the, on, on the table. So any problems with the troubles are going to be because of a policy by the Conservative Party or the Labour Party and the MPs that vote that through. And they cannot be allowed and they should not be allowed to wash their hands and play Pontius Pilate with that montage and go, well, actually, that was the people. Um, no way. And that's that's what that montage does. And that's what I, like I say. I wanted to make this point, but it just would have, it, it just would have taken me away. But it, 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 it so infuriates me that government have been able to basically say we've made these decisions because they were made in 2016 and they weren't well worth another thread maybe because i mean it's an absolutely legitimate and essential point it, it government politicians who are driving this process who voted for article 50 and who are now pushing for brexit they will because that's the nature of the beast they will outsource the blame and the responsibility to the people because they keep they're the ones who keep exactly. talking about the will of the people and in order to be able to do that as you say they need to they need to simplistically reduce they they need to take a reductive approach to the vote and say everybody knew exactly what they were voting for 
which of course they would it would never have happened had people known what they were voting for because the entire point of the vote was that it, people could project whatever they wanted Brexit to be onto that. That's how they won it in the first place. But in in, in hindsight, well, I don't know if, if it wouldn't have happened, but I'd know that if people had been clear, if it had been a straight case of you can have more sovereignty, but you will definitely be worse off, and we all agree on this, then a lot of people that didn't vote would have come out and said, do you know what, this is worth 10 minutes of my time, I don't want to be poorer. Because no they didn't doubt. turn out because they wanted more sovereignty. I have no doubt. You know, that, they were offered more sovereignty, didn't make them vote. I mean... Um, Are you going to be poorer? Yeah, no, but I have no doubt whatsoever. What's his name? Um, Dominic Cummings went on record, didn't he, as saying that vote leave road to victory on the back of hijacking the racist vote um, and um, being all things to all people. Because if they had just gone for their pure Singapore on Thames Brexit, they wouldn't. They know they wouldn't have won. They, so they had to use, they had to get in bed with the bad guys, the bad guys, in order to get the, the, the result. But the flip side of yes. that is that having won, they then need to pretend that, no, it was a very specific decision it was a very specific yeah. mandate to deliver what we wanted. So it, it, the dishonesty, it's a double dose of dishonesty. It, works, it worked before and it worked after. And, and we, have to, we have to challenge that. We have to, you know, what you're doing here is providing documentary evidence, which if it isn't going to stop Brexit, then at the very least is hopefully going to feed the uh, tribunals and the show trials of these bastards when they finally get put in court. <laughs> because it's evidence. And the evidence will be doctored, we know that, because they're already doctoring it. So it's really important yeah. that you, you know, and, 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 and anybody who can, uh, who has the energy uh, and, and, and the mania <laughs> to spend so much of their lives actually digging this stuff out, you need to do that. And you need to make a record and keep a record and put it out there on Twitter and on podcasts. And Are you going to do anything with it? But oh, Else? Um, oh, I, might, I might make a video out of it. Um, uh, because there's an awful lot of video there. It's all done. It's all, all, all done in a in a specific frame rate. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, they could be. Um, yeah, should. it's um, the uh, yeah, it's I, it's it's horrendous. It is, but uh, the I also noticed something else as well, and it's really really interesting. David Davis is asked. Uh, uh, Guy Verhoeshoff, or whatever his name is, I can't, I can't pronounce his name. I can do it in my head. Um, had said, "Oh, Britain can't have membership of the single market without accepting freedom of movement." In September, um, and David Davis turns up at a select committee, um, and he's asked, he's told, he said, uh, "Guy has said we can't have uh, membership of the single market without um, accepting freedom of movement," which is. Sort of ridiculous. It annoys me when people frame it that way. But David Davis then says, "Well, he has said this before, as if as if he doesn't believe him." Yeah. And I yeah. think there was, oh, yeah. there was got, a sense. <laughs> yeah, I well, think yeah, there was a sense, a sense of a number of people in the campaign before the vote that genuinely believed that we could have membership of the single market without having immigration. I, I, and I think David Davis was one of them. 
And yeah. I think that from how he responds to that exactly. question, exactly. it makes me think that actually yeah, they didn't. They yeah. they were happy to think this until yeah. they got over the line. Yeah. And now they they are now come. They are now discovering, but they're because they they're caught in this this bubble. Yeah. They're just rather than just going, oh, I was wrong. They're just yeah. looking for the different solutions. This is where we end up with the Irish border of, exactly. oh well, there's alternative arrangements that are magical. Yeah. And they're just going to show. Um, I think that these people have been learning the stuff that they didn't learn before the yes, boat. Yes, exactly. They didn't do and, their homework. And I don't yeah. think they know they are. I think you're absolutely right. I think that right. they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's certainly what I saw when I looked at David Davis, when I looked at some of the, the debate, did get the impression that these people didn't really know. No. They were they were claiming to, that there was more to this. It wasn't just saying. Uh, but, they, yeah, they were definitely, they definitely seemed to be people on the other side of that vote slowly learning yeah yeah and some of them (laughs) and some of them to be fair to them a few of them have stood up and owned it and said okay do you know what i know more now and i've changed my mind and we're not going to get what we wanted so we better just with we just we'd better revoke we better backpedal but most of yeah i've got so much so much um yeah I, i i've so much respect for the people that have gone I'm. I was wrong. Even yeah. even like Ben Kelly, who's gone. I'm. I, I was wrong, but I still want to stay in the single market. Yeah. Like at least you, you, you have actually said. Yes, I said this. It was wrong. I, yeah. I said this was wrong. I, I got wrong advice on this. I got wrong yeah. advice on that. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's nice that there's a few, but there's so many that just don't seem to want to accept. No, because that they were wrong. it's not in their character. They're 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 in their bubble. They're in their little WhatsApp groups, and they've been telling each other these lies until they begin to believe in them. And when they are then exposed as being false or being misunderstandings or being lies, they can't accept that. They 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 double down on it because it becomes too much of a challenge to their 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 core identities. So I think that's where we're, why we're at No Deal. Because yes, exactly. And that's kind of where it was always going to go because they were never going to own up to their mistakes and their mistakes were always going to get worse and worse. Well, I think um, the, the, if you, the, the first clip of Montage Gate is David Davis in, in the Lord's Committee. And if you watch what he's... Well, if, you, if you watch the whole clip, he, he's telling them that he wants a free trade agreement. And what he's asking for is really cool. If the EU gave it to us, it, it'd be amazing. Um, and he Not talks about you. oh mutual recognition across the board, yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I I remember thinking that's ridiculous. And, and so I went to I was I was out drinking with someone who was at um, uh, USTR, you know the US Trade hmm. uh, Represent- uh, Representation. Yeah, hmm. and they um, I said to them as a joke I said oh you know the, they were talking about having mutual recognition across the the board, thinking they were going to laugh. And the, the graveness on their face when I said it, said it all. Mm. They found it not remotely funny. You mm. know, it was sort of like, these people are, are, have lost plot. Mm. You know, they were genuinely concerned at yeah. the delusion yeah. that was there. Um, yeah, but so that was, I mean, if the Brexiteers had got the deal that they thought they were going to get, then that might have happened. But mm. it, it wasn't going to happen. And the, the thing is, the Irish border, no one... No one, not nobody on Remain, no one on Leave, fully appreciated what the problem with the Irish borders was going to be. And that has, that has, has, yes, exactly. I mean, if you go, if you see George Osborne, he does actually point out 
yeah, there's going to be problems here. There's going to be problems in regulation. There's going to be problems with mm. this. But nobody knew that it was going to be, a, you know, like, mm. oh, God, this is this is going to be a difficult thing where we end up having to have a backstop. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's like our relationship that we've, that we've come up with is taking into account that. And it's like the, but the, the Brexiteer one doesn't. The Brexiteer mm. one is like, no, no, we should have a free trade agreement because we've been told that free trade agreements are good. And so that's how it works. Mm. And um, if, we, if it gets to that, if it gets to the European Union doing more than it ever should do and saying to Boris, okay, let's do it, let's negotiate an FTA, it will collapse eventually. Mm. Yeah, under, the, under, the, under these delusions. Listen, Steve, we need to begin to wrap up. Um, yeah. Any, any, anything else before we get to a lie of the week? Uh, no, I think um, I think I've done I've done the BBC. We've done the BBC. We've done the government. Yeah, but, I mean those the, those were the big ones. The BBC, the I have no system. idea. Yeah. Literally, no fucking idea what they were up to. And the government, I've made the point that I didn't make in the thing, which was now they can just wash their hands. Yeah, which absolutely, exactly. they shouldn't exactly. be allowed to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm okay with that. Okay. Well, listen, have you got a lie of the week? Uh, uh, Mark Field, what? Mark Field didn't attack anybody. <laughs> Mark, that was wasn't the start. Mark, Mark Field was, yeah, it was, um, well, the, the lie there was when he said, uh, well, I genuinely thought that she might be carrying a weapon or might, she might be armed. Oh, oh you no. fucking didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, I know. She reported, didn't she? She, she? she then said that when he'd thrown her out, he said to her, that's what you get for interrupting our dinner. That's not what you say to somebody who might have been carrying a concealed you weapon. You think you're carrying a weapon. It means and you interrupted like, oh. our dinner. Fuck off, you oik, is what it means. And you could see it on I, his face. I, I know, I know. You, you, she is walking... She, first of all, she is walking past him. She doesn't even know who he is. No. She is walking behind him. And you, you watch that footage. Yeah. He is watching her as she walks up all yeah. the way. So yeah. he is getting ready yeah. to do this. Yeah. So this was premeditated. This yeah. wasn't, you know... Yeah. Some sort of emergency. Oh no, I'm 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 worried that she might attack me, or I'm worried she has a weapon. Mm. This was premeditated, and then and then you get the argument. Well, she has a handbag. It's like, yeah. Well, let's uh, tell you what. Let's go through. Let's work out if stop and search is racist. Shall we go through and find out how many women were stopped because they carried handbags in yeah. case they had knives? Yeah. Shall we? Shall we just associate handbags with knives now, or yeah. handbags with acid? It's the most ridiculous thing. It's like, oh, she's got handbags. How many of the suffragettes had handbags? Yeah. I reckon all of them. You know, yeah. how many of them had knives? None. It, it's it, it, you might as well say they had clothes on so they could have been hiding a knife. Yeah. So now it's perfectly all right to 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 assault somebody because they're wearing clothes yeah. you know and it's it, all gone it's, a bit quiet oh. hasn't it since um since now this whole boris business but um sorry i'm uh, since this johnson business but has he is he going to be charged or is that just not happening is he i mean he's been suspended i hasn't don't he? i don't think it's he's going to be charged because i don't think she's pressing charges. she has i don't think she's made a complete it's not up to, her, is it? to the police the police might be well if the police if the if she hasn't made the the complaint, I'm not sure that this, the think it's the, the police interest. will be in that much of a hurry to go mm. through with it. Mm. Um, I mean, they could do, yeah. but I don't know. There's good, Jeremy Hunt said that he was gonna he wanted an independent inquiry, I think, um, which will yeah. go nowhere. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, it, was it? You know, if she's if she's okay with it, she, she was trespassing. They should have minimised this. What they what. They should have minimised it. There's lots of ways that they could have said what he did was wrong, but you know, 
unusual circumstances, yeah. but in, instead they try to whitewash the whole thing and yeah. say, oh no, he, this was perfectly reasonable behaviour. It's like, no, no, you start with, he, this was too much, this was, you know, this yeah. was too much, the, he, what he did was wrong, and then you go into the excuses, you don't go into, yeah. no, he did everything yeah. right, and... Uh, yeah, you know, well, <laughs> hands up, I did... I mean, the thing is, I, I, I've, I've thought about my own reaction to it all, and um, I mean, there's definitely been uh, a bit of pitchforkery, hasn't there, and, and torches and pitchforks, um... And I've questioned myself about it. I've sort of asked myself, am I, am I being, am I overreacting here? Am I being partisan to this? I mean, and I really don't think so. When I look at it, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've lost my temper. I've, I've, I've been, I've, I've found myself in a situation where in hindsight, I thought, oh, you know what? That was not cool. I shouldn't have done, I shouldn't have reacted that way. Yeah. Um, That's not how civilized people are supposed to behave but you know that's one thing but i haven't you know i haven't assaulted somebody because that was an assault and i'm not a government yeah. minister and for a government i mean it, it again it, it's just the incredibly egregious way in which he does it you could see it on screen it's, he looks so yeah. angry and he looks so entitled and and it's all you know and and the whole final phrase there um that's what you get for interrupting our dinner. That it doesn't that just say yeah. it all. So yeah. you know, she, I, I, say, she wasn't even walking cross. up to him. She yeah. was just walking behind him. She yeah. didn't even know. She didn't yeah. even think. You know, it's like if she'd walked up to him, you could say, okay, well, maybe you know, mm. he was unhappy. Maybe he re- no, she was. She, she, he. It was premeditated. She was walking past him. It had nothing to do with him. To turn around and go, well, I think she had a knife. Why? Why? Mm. Because she's got a handbag. Like, oh yeah, so, sorry, I forgot mm. handbags. Well, you know, the history of mm. people holding knives in handbags. Just, oh. mm. uh, uh, yeah, no, and, and yeah, actually, I've, I think he must be he must have been delighted about the Boris Johnson story. Yeah, because <laughs> that, take the heat off him a bit. Boris it? Johnson's more important than he is, even mm. though it's, you know, it's a much mm. lesser story. It's like mm. the neighbours the neighbors recorded well. some shouting... Well, I, I suppose it is. I mean, it's not... Well, I mean, we don't know what ha- went on behind closed doors. And again, you know, um, who of us can honestly say that they've never had a, you know, a, a row with um, raised voices? Um, I mean, it happens. Um, but um, I don't know that you can say it's a lesser thing. By the sound of it, what what people well, are... Well, yeah, yeah. You can't... You saying, don't know what happened. Yeah. So all we have is that there was an argument... Uh, and she said, "Get off me," which, I, you know, I, I've certainly, I've certainly dated women that would say, "Get off me" if I touched them when we were arguing. So, I'm not, you know, it's like I'm, I'm going to be, compl- I have to be completely open-minded about this and say, actually, that doesn't, to me, that doesn't mean much. Um, but yeah, it's just like I, I don't know. We don't know. Whereas with the Mark Field thing, we could see it. Yeah, you know, exactly. It was there I think in front of us. Yeah, I think that's. Um, I think we saw it. Whereas the other one felt a little bit. I mean, it. it it felt a little bit voyeuristic. It felt a little bit like, oh, you're prying on um, a bit of a tiff. Uh, and But then at the same time, I think people are right to say no. If it was serious enough for the neighbours to think, well, we need to call the police, then that, that deserves yeah. exposure, doesn't it? So, hmm, I don't Yeah, know. and again, I think it's, it's something that has been... I think that the right, uh, the right are making this... They're, they're amplifying it whenever they try and argue mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have just they could have said, "Oh, you know, Mark Field was wrong," mm. and instead they didn't. And and 
hence there was a massive debate about it, mm. you know, lots of it. And then again, with with Boris Johnson, it's like, oh, oh, well, let's let's blame the neighbours. It's like, how about just saying we don't know and leaving it yeah. at that, and just yeah. you know, we don't know, which is a good, you know, it's true, we don't. Rather than, it, yeah. And instead, when they put it to the neighbours, then they started another argument. Yeah. They could have yeah. literally, they yeah. should have just shut yeah. down the argument yeah. as best as possible. Yeah. And instead, because they they just cannot, they just do not want to admit responsibility yeah. or they don't want to leave it just there and they want to try and strike out at everybody then what they've done basically is ended up making arguments bigger than they needed to be but on both of those yeah. i think yeah you're right their comms does seem to be a bit off doesn't it especially given the people involved the comms just seems to be way off they're just not 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 playing these things well anyway steve final words before we shut down uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, well, I, I we're in Ju- we're in June. Yeah, it's we're in June. October. Yeah, it's all hell. It's it's hellish. It literally is, it's hellish here. It's insanely hot in in Brussels. Yeah, it's in, just, in a kind of apocalyptic, scary way. I hate it. It makes it makes me very uncomfortable. I just morally, I don't you know. I don't know. I don't know what happens from here. I don't. Mm. Boris is. I don't know. Boris will probably get the job. I don't know yeah. what happens. Yeah, I don't. I, I, just, I, I yeah. if we leave, if we leave, it's because Boris put party before country. Yeah, I mean that's that's well, that's what yeah. it comes down to, um, and that's why it's. I think it's important that people know that the decisions were not based on anything other than party decisions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On that bombshell. <laughs> um. Thank you for coming back and co-hosting with me once more, Steve. And um, until the next time. Yeah. Thank you very much for um, for having me. And uh, good. Going up, going up the wrong way.